Hey, who's coming with Brad, Jen, and myself on the 80s cruise next year? The 2019 Voyage features host D. Snyder and performances by Kenny Loggins, Berlin, Sheila E., OMD, Grandmaster Flash, The Fix, Cutting Crew, English Beat, Starship, and more. It's all happening March 2nd through 9th on the Celebrity Infinity. Join us for a seven-day trip back in time while we sail the Western Caribbean. Just go to www.the80scruise.com to book. But remember to use the promo code STUCK to save hundreds off listed prices. Jen, Brad, and I will be on the ship to host Big 80s Trivia and to record a live podcast. You can be there. Book select cabins and get a free drink package now. Seriously, you do not want to miss the 80s cruise. We never do. Now on with the show. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. Now that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, it's your old pal Spearsy. You're probably wondering where the mood music went. I mean, we start off every episode of Stuck in the 80s with a a song in our hearts, don't we, Brad? We can't get started without a little something to lift our spirits. Okay, here you go. Here's some mood music. Are you happy now? Are you happy stuck in the 80s nation? Uh, if you're not, see me for a full refund. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Brad and I are sitting here. It's Memorial Day as we record. And we started thinking about show topics to do for uh, you know the first week of summer. And yeah. th- the thing is, 10 years ago, almost to the day, May 31st, 2008, uh, myself and Sean Daly sat down and did a... Music and Movies of Summer podcast that um, I thought was so perfect then and now that when a lot of people kind of want a, you know, a sampler platter per se of stuck in the 80s offerings. Right. Uh, episode 128, Music and Movies of Summer is almost always one that I give them. Uh, I usually give them one of the Martha Quinn interviews, but I always give them episode 128. It's just it's just a really fun show. It's a good episode. We- the energy between you two guys is fantastic. And it makes me kind of regret <laughs> that we don't record in person as often because I think it's it just would be easier for us to play off of each other if we were in the same room more often. So get out of here, Spearsy. Yeah. I would love to. I would love to. Uh, so eventually here we're gonna we're gonna replay that episode for you. But first I just kinda wanna talk again about the summers of the eighties. Uh, Brad, what is it what reminds you most of summers in the eighties? You know, when I think about summer in the eighties, I always think about a question I love to ask people, which is, "What's your favorite summer?" Because basically, you know, why do you ask people questions like that? Because you want them to ask it back to you. And my favorite summer was the summer before, because <laughs> I have a, a ready answer. My favorite summer is the summer before my junior year in high school. It would have been the same same for you, but it was the summer where I had uh, mobility. You know, I had a driver's license, I had access to a car, and I had freedom. That that you know, have being able to drive just opened up the summer. And so, you know, I was spent the whole time with my friends. I'm over at their house. You know, we're over at my house. We're at the community pool, which comes up in the, you know, the community pool plays a part in the 
episode you're going to hear here in a little bit. Uh, it was just it was just such a fun summer. You know, you had all this freedom and no adult responsibilities. I I don't remember what my favorite summer was of the eighties. I remember there was a time on the last day of school was like it was like a national holiday <laughs> rolled into New Year's Eve, rolled into St. Patty's Day when when you're a kid. And I know that after my freshman or sophomore year, I remember the bus was taking us home and we were flinging, you know, paper out the windows the whole drive oh, yeah. home. Which I'm sure yeah. is they don't even allow it. Even by the time I graduated high school, they had like instituted a policy where you couldn't have notebooks for the last couple of days because they were tired of people throwing the stuff out the windows. <laughs> yeah, I remember kids throwing pencils but out we, the windows. Yeah. And so we we were driving home and we were screaming and singing songs and throwing paper out the windows and other cars. I mean, stuff that you would just would cause the worst of scandals today, but was so innocent back then. And then I remember we we got home, and I remember th- sitting there thinking, "Man, I've got like two and a half months, which I think is what it is, right? About two and yeah. a half months, yeah, ten weeks. That's a pretty two and a half months of complete freedom. And and I knew what every day was going to be filled up with, like playing two hand touch in the streets and playing with my Atari twenty six hundred with my yeah. EA sports car. And we had this pizza parlor, this. Western themed pizza parlor <laughs> that was within walking distance of my house of, of my neighborhood. Today it's like an LA Fitness. The, the building is still there. Oh, it's, an LA, it's an LA Fitness. That's a big pizza place. <laughs> it was huge. I mean, I'm telling you, it was it was it was multiple rooms. It was you know two stories tall, and every you went in and you ordered like at a kiosk, and then you mm-hmm. eventually your your food would come up over like at the OK Corral. You'd go up and get it. You know, I don't remember anything about the Little food. Wrangler had- special ready on <laughs> deck seven. Little Wrangler and, special. And they all I think all they all I remember was the pizza, because that's all we ever got. Then maybe oh, they sure. had other food. And they had every video game known to man. So we and it was air conditioned and in Florida that's important. Oh yeah. So so just about every day we would we would scrape together just enough money to, to get ourselves like a couple slices of pizza and then to play video games for a couple of hours. And then, so every day was the same thing, but it was a beautiful repetition of things. It's the, it's the best possible groundhog day. Yeah, it was, it was much yeah. better than the one Bill Murray had. And, yeah. and that's what I remember about summer. I just, I remember that feeling of 10 weeks in front of you with nothing to do. Like I didn't have a car, so I couldn't really have a job. So there is just complete and total freedom. Yeah. And I've never felt that way since. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to value that stuff when you're, you know, 15, 14 years old. It is. You know what else is hard to to value when you're 15, 14 years old? Here's the hammiest segue ever. Uh, Stuck in Hades has a new sponsor, and their name is Care Of, which is something you don't do when you're 14 or 15. It's true. Mom <laughs> and dad are looking out for you then. Exactly. But when you're 50 years old, you need some help. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service where the ingredients are personally tailored to your exact needs. I never know what vitamins to take. Clearly up till now, I've not been taking the right ones, but that's why <laughs> care of works. I could, you go to their website and they have the coolest website. It has this really fun online quiz. You, you just fill it out. Beep, boop, 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 and then a few minutes later, it delivers a, a personalized vitamin pack just for me. And then boom, 30 day supplies ship right to your door at prices that are 20% off the local drugstores and health food stores. And they come in all these little cute little packets that says, you know, here today's vitamins for Steve. And here's the thing. 
all the recommendations are based on clinical research, traditional medicine with input from doctors and nutritionists. So you know it's safe. And because you're a listener to Stuck in the 80s and because you love the summer, we have a special summer deal from you from Care Of. For 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter 80s as a promo code. That's 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Visit TakeCareOf.com and enter 80s. Taking your vitamins hasn't been this much fun since we bought slices of pizza at that wacky Western pizza parlor. (laughs) It's right near where I used to live, and I still drive by. And my aunt and uncle who live in that area, they still go. They go to that that, that L.A. fitness. The other thing that always reminds me of summer are the movies. I mean, because we're not so old that we really kind of know what happened before the mid-70s. But I, but I mean, I remember like all the good movies came out in the summer, you know, and, and every summer had like, oh, that was the summer of this. That was the summer of Jaws. Right. That was the oh, summer yeah. of Star Wars. That was the summer of this. So it's only kind of fitting that here on the first day of summer 2018, I went and saw another Star Wars movie. I went today and saw uh, Solo. Okay, give me the spoiler-free review. There really aren't any spoilers. I mean, you you realize, because you know Lando Calrissian is in it. I mean, right. if you've been paying any attention. You know that uh, Woody Harrelson is in there as sort of a mentor, but it, it yeah. basically it basically picks up uh, Han as maybe like a late age teenager okay. on, on a planet which is basically being run by crime syndicates, and all he wants to do is take it, grab the girl he loves, you know, find a way to get a ship and get the hell out of there. Yeah, but as everything is with the Star Wars universe, it's just not that easy. <laughs> Well, not much of a story if it's just, oh, so I went down to Hertz, rent a Millennium Falcon, and we flew away. But uh, it's it's um it's directed by Ron Howard. So you know, by definition, there has to be a, a, a cameo by who? Clint Howard. Clint Howard. And so you get you will find Eagle your Bauer joy. Enterprises somewhere. himself. Somewhere in the first quarter of the movie, you will you will get your Clint Howard uh, cameo. Nice. But uh, it's 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 a good movie. It I think Ron Howard did a good job of capturing the parts of the Star Wars movies that we love best, you know, like the, the interesting looking aliens, the, mm-hmm. the campy singing, like, you know, they're at some sort of uh dank nightclub and there's some two creatures singing along and everyone's just kind of enjoying themselves. I and mean, that, that happens in what half the movies at least. Uh, I don't know how much it does to really advance the story. I did you, you saw rogue one, right? Last year. Yeah. Or the year mm-hmm. before. Yes, yeah. it was now. You liked it, right? Yeah, but I mean, I'm. Uh, you should not use me as a bellwether because if it's flickering in front of me at 24 frames a second, I'm probably going to like it. <laughs> I just I'm such an easy. I, yeah. I don't know if that just came from working in the movie theaters where you'd go for free, and so if there was like one funny scene, or if there are two funny lines in the whole thing, I'd be like, "Oh, it's a great movie! <laughs> Woohoo!" Free you, know, you got nothing but time at the, at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that just. Yeah, I like pretty much everything. It, it's, I can't remember the last movie I didn't like. That you know, that's the secret, by the way, to uh, film screenings that they send critics to. Is you know, you send a film critic to a eleven a.m. screening on a workday where there's only you and six other film critics in the in the theater, and you yeah. don't you don't show them any previews. You just show them the movie that they're there to see. Yeah, you're and, already you're already starting at a B. Yeah. <laughs> You've already got three stars just to get going. I don't think I've, I don't think even the worst movie I ever saw I gave less than a C to. But um, yeah, funny. I forget what movie that was. It was some sort of slasher movie that I saw a couple years ago. 
But I think Solo's out there, and it's and I think people are going to enjoy it. They're, it's really hard to rank it among the other movies. It's not as good as Rogue One, but okay. it's certainly better than any of the prequels. Okay, yeah. maybe just below Rogue One on the list. So you probably have Empire Strikes Back, uh, Return of the Jedi. And then you can sort of decide for yourself where you want to put those last two Star Wars movies. Um, yeah. But I, I still like Rogue One a lot. So, yeah, I think I put it ahead of those. But so it's it's in there somewhere. It's still worth seeing. It's a, it's a really good movie. And I think it's one that's worth seeing in the theater. Cool. Okay. But uh, something well, that maybe. also I would love to see in a theater is the recreation of episode 128. I, I can't even remember. Was I was I still married in 2008? I don't remember. It might have been the summer of... Uh, a Vegas girlfriend. I believe it is because you talk about going to Vegas. Like it's before the Vegas trip. Wow. You guys talk about that. There's a, <laughs> like I said, there's a great letter. Well, there's a couple great letters, but the letter from Marissa, I remember it from hearing it the first time. Oh it's yeah, just, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's the lifeguard story. Yeah. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also agree with both of you on the, the music and the movies and boys of summer is not a song about summer. It's a song. It's a fall song. Well, what a song about after the summer. So it doesn't, and it's it's not a great song. So no, it's, did we include it or not? Uh, you you mentioned that it did not make the list. Oh, okay, and both of you agreed to that. That's and, interesting. Yeah, you, that, that was a good book. You just re-listened to moment. it today. I haven't probably heard it in about. A I year. did just this morning. So, uh, if I could only take the time capsule back, the the oft mentioned uh, time machine that we always yearn for here at Stuck Knees. If I if I could if I could hop into that, I might actually just travel back to May 31st, 2008 and sit down with, with the much younger Spearsy and tell him a few warning signs to avoid young lad Spearsy. <laughs> Don't date girls from Boston. Resist the urge to let women from Detroit break your heart. Beware of job offers in Orlando. <laughs> so, so many things to learn and uh, we're going to let you do that right now. Brad loves this show. I love this show. Uh, like I said, it's always one of our favorites to recommend to listeners. So sit back uh, and enjoy a trip back in time to May 31st, 2008. The movies and music of summer. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the hijinks. I've got a trig midterm tomorrow and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. The opportunities. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. And the wisdom. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Ah, Daly and Spearsy on the open road. A summer road trip. Dude, hit the AC. Dude, just roll down the window. You don't have air conditioning, do you? Uh, not really. I'm taking my shirt off. Dude, then. don't you dare take your shirt off. You look like Chewbacca. Oh, come on. Well, where are we going anyway? Where we're we going? I, I don't. Let me get the map. Dude, you're driving, and you're wrinkling all the central states. It's freedom, baby. Don't worry about it. Whatever you say, Clarker. As well, just point the family truckster north, dude. If you quote one more 80s movie, I swear to God, I'm gonna slap you. Don't get saucy with me, Benet. You know what? Let's just turn up the radio. That's the best idea you've had all day, my friend.
Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today's show, Summer in the 80s, my friends. The movies, the magic, the memories. We could have gone anywhere we wanted to this summer, you know? Anywhere in the world. But when I asked my kids, when I said, kids, you remember when I said, where would you like to go this summer more than any place in the world, huh? What'd you say? Why? And with me, as always, my roommate back at space camp in 1986, Mr. Sean Daly. That was the summer that we shared a cot. And so much more. I imagine sleeping with you is a very sweaty, hirsute experience. It's like cuddling a grizzly bear. I should have you do all my PR. <laughs> and you wonder why I'm destined to live alone forever. No, that's not true. It's I love this show. I love it. I love the energy. I love the heat. I love summer. It's a very dramatic time, and dramatic times need soundtracks, need movies, need memories. And we have all those today. We have the best movies of the 80s. We have songs about the summer. We have reader emails about the summer. Sean's got an epic tale. Uh, let's get started. I can't wait. There's too much to squeeze into a simple uh, show. You're going to be really earnest today, aren't you? I'm going to try not to. I can't really gauge your mood right now. Somewhere Is it Happy Spearsy or Sad Spearsy? It's, uh, it's dangling on the edge of a cliff Spearsy. I'd love to know. Oh, yeah. It's a I'm normal like a, I'm like a cure video. I'd love to know what our listeners think your normal mood is. Okay. Crazy, insane. Insane? Crazy? Uh, you ain't exactly a bucket of sunshine to deal with. <laughs> I love you, and we eat. We should, we have lunch every day. A little behind-the-scenes tip, but uh, sometimes you're very surly. Sean, anybody who doesn't snort pixie uh, sticks up their nose is going to come across as surly to someone. With That's not true. I'm bringing it you. down. I'm bringing it down a notch this show. Yeah. I laughed too much. I was like, meow, 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 last show. I could barely listen to it. Yeah, that's true. I know. It was tough. You anyway, make me laugh, though. I'm going to say 80% of my laughter is genuine. That's nice. Twenty percent. The rest of the show is gonna be a guessing game where I look in and say, "Like that one." Everyone, everyone, ask me if it's real. real. Well, let's get into let's do the summer movies first, and then we're gonna do summer songs. And I'm gonna have a um, a story about Richard Marks, who has one of our summer songs. I I spent some time with Richard Marks when I was a bellboy in the summer of '94. Shut up! I was (laughs) I was a bellboy at the Columbia Inn, and every my bellboy suit. Really, I'd wash it, and it would also, all of a sudden get like three sizes too small. Were you the little fat boy? No, no, but, but I just like to beat him up. You know, I grab my go, why are you so fat? Why are you so fat? And I beat the shit out of him. So first, let's talk about our five favorite summer movies. Now, you just had a blog about this when you had about 20 of them, Yeah, right? 20 um, of my favorite 80s movies about the summer. And there was a little bit of controversy because people were a little angry with some of my picks. They didn't like the fact... That, for instance, I put One Crazy Summer not in the top five. And people were pissed off that Caddyshack didn't even make the top ten. But remember, the whole idea of the list was the summer, ha- the season itself has to be a character in the uh, movie. Right, and, these and aren't Caddyshack, like summer blockbusters. Right, it's not movies that appeared in the summer. These are, these are movies that, that obviously take place in the summer. And I'm going to start off with my uh, number five pick on the list, Summer Lovers. Are you okay? Fine, why? I mean about. I've never been in the same bed with a woman before. I know. We shared you. I know. Are you okay? I'm fine, Michael. Good morning. Summer Lovers takes place in Greece, starring Peter Gallagher yeah. and Daryl Hannah. 
and some brunette whose name I, I've forgotten. And they all, it's all about a menage a trois, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's great. Have you, ever, have you ever had a menage a trois? Like I'm going to say that on a podcast. Come on, have you? No, no. Just three dudes? <laughs> you and two yeah, dudes. it doesn't really count as... as uh, Sometimes as, I feel that um, when this show is really firing on, on all cylinders, it's like a menage a trois. Who's the third person? I don't know. My imaginary friend. Yeah, I just said. Uh, Summer Lovers. I haven't, uh, Summer Lovers, I haven't seen this in a while, but you watched it the other night, I correct? watched it last night. I, I have it on DVD. You own it on DVD? Yeah, yeah I do. And uh, you know what's great about it? it? Now, in the first 20 seconds of the movie, bang, nudity. Who's Daryl Hannah? Everybody's. I'm, 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 I'm not kidding. It's constant nudity throughout, and that's always a hallmark of a great 80s movie. Do you see Peter Gallagher's schwantz? Uh, you see some furry vestige. Yeah. Who's what? hairier, you or Peter Gallagher? Uh, I have more area to cover than Peter Gallagher does, so uh, I would say myself. But he's got eyebrows that aren't to be believed. Oh, my God. He, they look he like has... two muskrats fighting over his eyes. He still it's... has tremendous eyebrows. They're unbelievable, but he's great in this movie. Daryl Hannah's fantastic. You see, she's naked. Half the movie, but the whole point is that uh, Peter Gallagher is a and Daryl Hannah are boyfriend girlfriend. They go to uh, the Greek Isles for the summer. He ends up having an affair with the Greek uh, or a French archaeologist. Uh, tells her, tells his girlfriend Daryl Hannah about it, and uh, somehow she decides that uh, wouldn't it be a good idea that all three of them live together, and so they do. And uh, it culminates in the menage. Yeah, there's a lot of menage, uh, and then it's all ruined when the parents show up. It always is. Yeah. And so they show up. They break up. It's got a great soundtrack, by the way. Hard to Say I'm Sorry by it Chicago. It ends with Hard to Say I'm and Sorry. And they, they leap off a cliff. To their doom? To their death? <laughs> no. Just to frolic nude in the surf? Yeah, exactly. It's hard for me to say I'm sorry. I just want you to stay. But uh, 1982 movie, I remember... Uh, are, you, are you recommending this movie to our listeners? No, you know, and this, is, this brings up a sticky point. You know, a lot, we talk about movies a lot on the podcast. And um, the recommendation's got to be taken with a grain of salt. Because watching Son of Lovers now for the first time, or even for me, <clears throat> it's like uncovering an ancient Roman vase. You can admire it. You can put it in a museum. But don't fill it with water and start drinking out of it. It's... I mean, these are relics. They're artifacts that need to be enjoyed as such. I mean, you wrote that down, didn't no, you? No, I didn't write that yeah, down. I saw you reading. You wrote the base thing down. Okay, so I wrote it down. I wrote it down last night while I was watching a stupid movie. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Was it, it, was be- it was. It was nice. So, yeah, so, re- so don't buy it unless you're going to – you can borrow it from me or you can uh, get it on Netflix, I'm sure. But uh, Well, let me help some people out. Is During the sex scene, there's a lot of humping and pumping. No, it's typical. I don't even know if it's rated R, to be honest. I bet it's PG, uh, just PG. No, it can't be. Not with that much nudity. Now, is it a good food movie? I like movies about that have a lot of food in them. Food and sex. Like, do you see them eating a lot of Greek food? I'm being serious. Are you serious? You really yeah. are being serious. I really am being serious. Do you see them eating a lot of olives and, mm. and delicious tapenade? Sean, you're a twisted young fellow. I bet there are a lot of people like me. I also, I'm not going to get into my kinks and stuff like that, but I got, I got something about the kitchen, too. Let's move on to our next please, movie before please. I get fired. Number four on the list, The Flamingo Kid. Oh, great movie. I love it. What are you looking for? Big Sid isn't here anymore, Phil. It's just you and me. Don't get your hopes up, kid. No one's ever blamed me. Sometimes when I eat, 
I eat like this. Ah, Matt Dillon style. This is a 1984 movie with uh, Matt Dillon, Hector Elizondo, Janet Jones, who become the future Mrs. Wayne Gretzky. That's true. And she's about the only person who really doesn't fit in in that movie, I don't think. I always thought her role... She's not a good actress, let's face it. No, she's not, but she's very hot. She's very hot. Wayne is a lucky man. Uh, and this is the first. It's directed by Gary Marshall. And I want to... It's probably not his first movie he directed, but maybe the first one that actually made money. And Hector Elizondo... Uh, would go on to appear in every Gary Marshall movie, I believe. Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah. Princess Diaries. No, he's in, he's in all of them, I he's think. He's great in this one, and uh, he plays the father to Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon gets a job at a summer beach club in uh, Long Island. Takes place in the 50s, 60s? Yeah, 50s. And uh, God, I, was, I would say Matt Dillon, was, his career was probably as hot as it was going to get in the 80s about this point. And wasn't there, last week or a couple weeks ago, you were talking about how Flamingo Kid was the first PG-13. It was one of them, correct? I think it was, the, it was one of the first movies to have a PG-13. And to this, to this day, I don't know why. I don't think there's any nudity in it. I don't think there's any really bad language. I don't know what made it a PG-13. Uh, it was either the first movie to get it or the first movie to actually come out with that with rating. It. It's, it's, it's a weird... Uh, I watched some of it last night as well. I, I don't know what in it is really... Uh, Offensive. Offensive. It's great, though. What's your favorite line? Your two-word line from it? Gin, Phil. You love that. You say it like once a day. No, I don't. Yeah, you really do. When we, we're eating. When we go out to eat and you, you sneak booze. <laughs> Actually, no, let me say that. Yeah, That's nice. not true. Great job. <laughs> it's nice knowing everybody. I am going to tell people to go rent Flamingo Kid. I am going to recommend that yeah, I think for your viewing pleasure. Would you own it? If you, could, if you could find it in the store, would you buy it? Absolutely. I, I it love online. movies like that. You know, I'm a big, you know, you think I'm callous. People uh, question my sincerity sometimes. But I really, I like the whole notion of the summer romance. The forever fiance and I met during the summer. She's totally going to say that that's not true. Like we met in like December. But we met in the summer down in Ocean City, Maryland. And so that uh, I'm very attracted to the summer romance movie. I like that. See, I have a romantic side. I have a romantic side, ladies. Well, there's no more movie that's more romantic the number three on the list. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you a rare grandfathered-in movie from the 70s, Meatballs. But the real excitement, of course, is going to come at the end of the summer uh, during Sexual Awareness Week. We import 200 hookers from around the world, and each camper, armed with only a thermos of coffee and $2,000 cash, tries to visit as many countries as he can. And the winner, of course, is named King of Sexual Awareness Week and is allowed to rape and pillage the neighboring towns until camp ends. That's incredible. What do you expect for a thousand dollars a week? Hey, you have a good summer too, huh? Are you ready for the summer? Ready for the summer? Are you ready for the hot night? Now, I would make an argument that Meatball should, could be number one. I see what you have for number one coming up here, and that's a great one too. But Meatballs is it's perfect. It, every time it's on, I'll sit and I'll watch it. I'll watch the whole thing, uh, whatever point. It's. Go back and watch it again. Whoever, it's, it's, it just came out. They re-released it, I think, because it was a 25-year, 28-year, 29-year, whatever. Uh, the, um, it's 1979. Bill Murray is Bill Murray. Absolutely. But listen to the music, and you, and you suddenly say, and, and look at the fashion, and it's, it's clearly a 70s movie. And the only reason I kind of grandfathered in is because it was so close. And for the most part, every one of us saw it for the first time on video anyway. What? No, you and I always joke about how we're like Larry and Spaz. Larry. What? 
think that chick over there is staring at me. Which chick? Where? Over there. <laughs> hey, she is staring at you. You better go over and talk to her. She probably wants it. <laughs> yeah, I'm Larry, right? Can I be Larry? She's looking at you, Spaz. <laughs> we trade off and on. But sadly, that's true. It's, it's a great movie. Uh, it's got your favorite actor in it. Chris Makepeace. Yes. I love I have two favorite actors of all time. Jackie Earl Haley and Chris Makepeace. And Chris Makepeace was also in another one of my faves, My Bodyguard. Remember that? Oh yeah, it's great. Starring movie. Matt Dillon. Yeah, yeah. As, as Mooney. The, as the bu- as the bully. Yeah, and then uh I forget the actor's name. Actually, he turned out, it's not uh it's not Vincent D'Onofrio, but another guy it's who's just like him, yeah. And what's really awesome. weird is Drill Bit Taylor, which just came out over the uh, over the spring. The movie with uh, Owen Wilson, it's right. a total ripoff of The Bodyguard. Of My Bodyguard. And story written by John Hughes. Trilba Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, Hughes. But uh, you haven't been able to speak his name in a while. I know. Yeah, yeah. Chris Makepeace. He's got that bad hair. It's horrible. It looks like a wig. Rudy the Wabbit. Yeah, it's a great movie. You know who my favorite person, though, in Meatballs is? And I don't know her name, but it's the tall, blonde... I think she dates wheels. I want to say she dates wheels in it. And she kind of wears the red thigh high. Doesn't she become a porn star? Yeah, I think she did. I think she did. Is it Allie or... I don't know, but one of the the CITs, very hot. Yeah. Now, my favorite character is the stomach. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because tonight I get to recreate the stomach because I'm going to go having to... I have to cover this big food festival here in St. Petersburg. And they're giving me one hour to eat from every single booth at the festival. And then to come back here and write it all up for the paper for the next day. So. There's like 75 booths. I know. You'll never do it. It's possible. They said well, it couldn't be done. I'll do it. If it can be done, I'll do it. That's right, Fink. Look at those steaming weenies. And you know what they're saying, Larry? They're saying... This is the year that Fink beats the stomach. Now, it's a couple of guys over here, but they're saying it. All right, I see your number two movie here, and uh, I have problems with it. I have a couple different problems with it. Number two on the list, Summer School, 1987. Mark Harmon and Kirstie Alley. Francis Grimp. Oh, don't recall me that. The name is Chainsaw. As in Black and Decker? As in Texas Massacre. What is your problem with this? First of all, I don't like Kirstie Alley at all. And this stems from, like, Cheers, because I was always, like, a Shelley Long fan. And then Kirstie Alley came to try to steal Sam Malone's heart, and I didn't like it. You're an idiot. But my big problem with summer school, it stars Mark Harmon as a teacher, a summer school teacher, with a, a, uh, a lovable gang of misfits. Yeah. Mark Harmon has a really weird torso. What? And I think the reason that Mark Harmon was never bigger than he is is that he has a weird chest. And when his shirt's off in this movie, it's like lumpy and like one nipple's up here and one nipple's down there. Really, it's a weird looking chest. I want to tell you something about what a man's chest looks like, Sean. <laughs> oh, man. Normally it has pecs and it has fur on it. Now, I know you haven't had a lot of experience with men's chests. Sure, I have neither pecs nor fur. But I'm just saying, but I didn't start in summer school. It's not my fault you have the body of a cabbage patch kid. <laughs> It really isn't. But that I mean, was a fake nothing laugh. Wrong. That was a fake laugh, by the way. Yeah, I know it was. It was because it was filled with pain. It was pain. It should be. But you love Summer School. Tell us why you love Summer School. Great movie. It's uh, Mark Harmon's probably at the height of his uh, 80s career, like uh, a lot of people that we're going to mention today. He, uh, Christy Alley's great in this movie. Oh, and I thought she was great on her. Cheers. Shelley Long is... Wasn't she a Klingon or something, Kirstie Alley? Yeah, in Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. 
Summer School has a great soundtrack. Great sa- name one song from the Summer School soundtrack. Mine Over Matter by E.G. Daly. Great. It's a great song. You're Here's such a giant loser. You're an idiot. You really are Let sometimes. Me, I bet you got one I, nipple up here and one nipple down there. I probably have three nipples up there and three the nipples down nips. there. Try nips. Try nips. The, uh, the whole point. Summer school could easily be the number one on the list. You know, you know why? You know why it's not? Because I feel bad for you. I only put number one there because I know that if I didn't, you'd go in 20 years. Sean Daly patented little frenzies. We started like making fun of my furry back and my hairy knuckles, and you questioned my whole '80s credential. They're very surly. So today. that's the only You're reason. Really but you know what? Everyone in stuck in the '80s land is going to agree with me because our number one summer movie of all time from the '80s is a little thing called National Lampoon's Vacation. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much. Fun will need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. <laughs> I gotta be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy shit. Dad, you wanna ask for something? Don't touch. It's a good bring it, Spears. Bring it. I like summer school better. Think vacation? Yeah. What are you, a communist? This is ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? Summer school compared to vacation. I like summer school. You know what? Red Dawn sucks. I'm going to go through your whole litany oh, of don't you dare crap touch movies. The dawn. That, don't you dare touch the Dawn. Why don't you have that print on a t-shirt? I think about getting that uh, tattoo when I go to Vegas. <laughs> don't you I'm dare get, touch I'm, the I'm Dawn. Get, yeah. And there's an arrow pointing to your balls. I'm just going to say Wolverines and have an arrow that points down. <laughs> that's going to be great. Whoa, man. I'm sorry I'm going to miss that Vegas trip. Woo! That's my Patrick and that's my Swayze. Ugh. Yeah, um, the, um, no. 1983's Vacation is the greatest summer movie of all time. Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, you see her knockers? You even got a knockers scene there. Eat, eat, eat. Oh, yeah. Need me to, need me to watch her back? Yeah, that's nice. Watch it's it's a good movie, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't, it has no special place in my heart. All right, Spears, you're pissing me off. Let me ask you a question, okay? When you look at your lame ass list of 20 summer movies, <laughs> what did you, was there anything you left out? Uh, yeah, 1988, a little gem with your buddy, Mark Harmon, Mr. Uh, Elephant Man, uh, a movie called Stealing Home. I love that movie, actually. Him, Jonathan Silverman, Jodie Foster. It's great. That has a good soundtrack. You giant wiener. Giant wiener? Jesus. Name one song off it. Name one song off it. No, because then people make fun of me because yeah. it has a lot of David Foster stuff on it. Oh, it does, doesn't yeah, it? It's really shut up. Look at you, look at your chops. It's kind of embarrassing. But Natalie Diffenbaugh and I. Drink, drink, drink. Blue eyes are bright as stars when they're shining on me. Drink, drink, We saw that a few times that summer. That was our summer of love, and so Natalie and I saw that, and we had the soundtrack. It meant something very special to us, Spearsy. Anyway, uh, there's one more movie you missed on your list. What's that? A little thing called Little Darlings, starring oh, Tatum O'Neill. And, and your love, Christy McNichol. Yeah. And Matt Dillon. We, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Matt Dillon is the king of summer movies. I'll take it. I'll, yeah. I'll agree. I'll agree. Cool. Very good.
Hey, we're going to get to our favorite five songs in a little bit, but first, it's time for a little tradition we like to call Reader Mailbag. And uh, this week, Sean Daly has picked out two of his favorite stories. We asked the uh, fans, send in your stories of the summer. We picked out two because they're all very long. These are extremely long letters, but they're good stories. Yeah. Uh, we have one from Zombie Man, and we have one from Marissa. Hit, hit me with Zombie Man first. Summer stories. Steve and Sean. I have one summer story that may just fit the bill. My best friend and I met because our fathers worked together. One summer, when my friend and I were about 15, his father had a pool party at his house. The usual gang was there, and we were most excited that one of our dad's new co-workers was bringing his wife, Amy, who we had seen a few times before. Amy was gorgeous, and her body was one of the greatest gifts that any deity could bestow upon a 15-year-old boy. Did you ever bop your baloney? The idea of getting to see her in a bathing suit was a dream come true, or so we thought. The burgers and dogs were ready, and the grill was heating up. It was time for a little pool volleyball. Amy's T-shirt and shorts came off, and it suddenly became very difficult to concentrate on hitting this round leather ball that was flying around for some reason. Thankfully, the younger kids were there to fetch the ball should it be knocked out of the pool, because I was not about to get out of the water in, um, my condition. The pool was about four and a half feet deep, so her bus line looked like a life preserver floating on the water. <laughs> Finally, the burgers were cooked and the game was put on hiatus. My buddy and I couldn't leave the pool. Come get something to eat, came the call from my dad. We just looked at each other and almost in unison replied, No thanks, we're good. Neither one of us said anything to each other, but we just knew we needed to stay in the pool for a while. Possibly until Amy went home. Possibly until school started back up in two months. My buddy's dad looks over from the grill and says mockingly, You guys want some towels or should we just bring your food to you? Betrayal, I tell you. The jig was up. Then guess who bails us out? Amy. She walks over and, like the sweet southern gal that she is, says, Y'all ought to eat something. Tell me what y'all want on your burgers and I'll bring them to you. Our dads looked at each other, laughed, and shook their heads. Amy comes back with burgers, chips, sodas, and a smile. What an angel. Then, after our pouring upon her our undying thanks, she adds with a strange little gleam in her eye, well, you boys are going to need your energy if we're going to keep playing our game. Somehow, we both knew she wasn't talking about volleyball. Zombie man. I love that. That's a great story. Just put Matt Dillon in there. Janet Jones starring as, as Amy. Do you think Amy knew what was going on? That these two guys had boners? Who knows? Who knows? But very well written. From one writer to another, Zombie Man, that was very well written. Excellent letter. Tell us uh, what Marissa has to say. Yeah, this one's a little sad at first. Uh, Marissa is showing, uh, she's uh, multifaceted. She's a complex woman who we, we adore her and love her. And here's what Marissa has to say for her summer story. I don't know if this will be of any interest as a story of summer, but I'm shooting it at you anyway. I was the epitome of the geek girl when I was in high school. I had friends who were boys, but never boyfriends. I was a choir and drama dork. I was the girl least likely to ever be kissed. Do you want to say anything, Steve? You need an intelligent, sensitive man who can skate. Do you know such a guy? Oh, they're hard to find. It was the summer of 1980. Christopher Cross's sailing would be the soundtrack. Whenever I hear it, I think of this faith fateful summer break. 
The Kankakee Public Pool was only open. I'm sorry, Steve. The Kankakee Public Pool. I want to be there, you know? Marissa, send me a picture of Kankakee Public Pool. The Kankakee Public Pool was only open during summer months for obvious reasons. They'd hired college students as lifeguards. In 1980, they'd hired a Greek god named Wade. I didn't really think a Greek god is named Wade, but whatever. He was 19 when I first lay eyes on him. He was an alum of my high school and was attending Boston University on a swim scholarship. I was smitten immediately. I did everything in my power to gain his attention. That included being defiant and not wearing a swim cap. <laughs> oh, I was a rebel. He let it slide a couple times, but finally tortured me by making me sit next to his chair for 15 minutes. Granted, he was high on his throne as I sat on the edge of the pool, looking lovingly up at him as he spun his whistle around his finger. He'd periodically look down at me and say something that I'd take as a flirtation. Your hair is really pretty, but I don't want to see it anymore when you're in the pool. I'd giggle and silently plot how I'd rip my cap the following day. Getting in trouble was never so much fun. My friends would reassure me that he was flirting with me. Summer would end and he never asked me out. Fast forward to the following summer. Wade was again hired. This time I was on the verge of turning 16 years old. My flirtation skills were null. I hadn't learned a thing in a year. I learned from my best friends that Wade and his mother attended the same church we all did. Saturday Mass at 4 p.m. I went up for communion and fled to catch up with him. I gurgled and drooled. Then I did the unspeakable. I invited Wade to my sweet 16th birthday party. I invited a 20-year-old man to come hang out with me and my choir friends. He said he'd be delighted. I was on cloud nine. Wade never, never showed for my party. He told me at church the following Saturday that he was sorry. He participated in a swimming relay to earn money for the American Cancer Society. I have no idea if this was true. It didn't matter. The one thing I wished for didn't happen. I'm no Samantha Baker. No birthday cake on a glass table. No kiss over the candles. No cute boy who'd whisk me away in his Porsche. Marissa. My God, that's the saddest story we've heard in the history of Stuck in the 80s. But don't you see Marissa in a new light now? Yeah. It makes me want to put her on a glass table and uh, Whoa, use some spearzy. candles. Use some candles and uh, you, you rogue, you. Uh, anything to please the listeners. Hey, as always, send us your emails to stuck in the eighties at tampabay.com. Candlesticks not required. What's happening, hot stuff? Aha, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moments. I love this time of the week. I live for it. <laughs> hey, it's a segment where I play a piece of a movie from the 80s, and if you can name it, the bags of Funyuns are gloriously awaiting. How uh, many we got left? Uh, six or seven, maybe. Nice. They have started arriving. Did you send out a second batch? You know who I haven't gotten anything from? Who? Dag Shield. No way. You know what? And Dag said, Dag swore that his girlfriend was going to take a real uh, loving portrait of herself holding the Funyun bags. Really? To this date, no photo. What's her name? I don't know. Is it like Sophia Shield? or <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, here was last week's movie clip. Carla, when I look at you, I think about comic book heroines like Wonder Woman with her little tiny waist and her big, beautiful eyes. Sean Daly knows the answer to yes, this. Yes, that is Bronson Pinchot in The Flamingo Kid. You know, only sadly, only two people got this one right. But you know, one of the people is my good friend Marty Yu, who sent me a real nice note last week. Marty's the best. The other winner, Chad Ledoux, 
those two will be winning the Funyuns. Anyway, pay attention. Here is this week's movie clip. She's gone from suck to blow. Any guesses, Sean? None. Good. If you know it, email us at stuckinews at tempe.com. And then tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Name That 80s Tune. Hey, it's the signature event here at Stuck in the 80s. This is the part where we play a piece of a song from the 80s. You can name the song and the band. Again, crunchy, onion-flavored styrofoam discs are yours for the take. Why do you got to say it like that? They're delicious. They're delicious treats. They suck. I say that knowing full well that Frito-Lay will never sponsor us. God, why are you just you're shooting yourself in the foot? Have you ever had a cheese waffle? Maybe that's the next thing we'll what? take on. The cheese waffle. A cheese waffle. Play some songs for the people. Here was last week's mystery tune. Sean Daly. Uh, the great Jonathan Richmond. Give Paris one more chance. Only one person out there got that. And how appropriate that the one person is our dear friend Marissa. A.K.A. Samantha Baker. Who admits that she only uh, got it right because she cheated and looked on uh, some website that I was browsing on that she could track to see what uh, songs I was looking at? Really? Yeah. She's got you she pegged. Yeah, I'm predictable. Anyway, she'll be getting the Funyuns, and she deserves them more than anybody. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Excellent. Excellent pick. No one's going to get this one, Sean. No one. I defy them to get that right. We are going to sit on these bags of Funyuns forever. Until they hatch. Well, don't tell me that. I, I don't need... You know where they all sit? They sit right underneath my desk. Do you ever get tempted to, to, to munch no, on the bag? No. I don't like Funyuns. You know that. Anyway, if you know the answer, email us at stuckinities at com. Because it will always be my pleasure to call you... The Hot Dogs Hot Dogs Love. And it's good. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at TampaBay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at TampaBay.com. And we are back and ready to unveil our top five songs about summer. This is going to be very controversial. And i got to give uh, my uh, props to, to my... Uh, Onion-loving friend in there. Uh, this is Sean's idea to solicit these ideas on his blog, blogs.timmy.com slash popmusic. Well, look at that. Look at you, Spears. See? You give me a plug. Hey, it was a really popular blog, too. We had, I think, 44 comments. Yeah, yeah. But we picked five, and they're kind of obvious, but not No Boys of Summer by Don Henley. I'm glad you didn't do that. God, I hate that song. I know. I'm tired of it, too. I didn't, I didn't like it when it first came out. I love I love a lot of these on here. Let's start with uh, my, my first favorite. This is from uh, Bananarama, 1983, reached number eight on the charts. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Cruel Summer. I'm surprised I only got to number eight. I would think that'd be like a number one. You would think so. It was uh, featured in the movie Karate Kid. Remember? It's in the beach scene. <laughs> it is. I love the song Karate Kid like when they're in the arcade. It's really cheesy 80s. Cards on fire. Ralph Maggio. That's great. Uh, Brent, Bananarama, hot or not, Steve? Hot or not? Uh, you know what? Not hot back then. But have you seen him lately? No. Hot? Very hot. Interesting. Very hot. Total MILF. Total MILF. Can you say MILF on this show? 
Yeah. What's the difference between a MILF and a cougar? A cougar would be like a... That's a good question. Let's put that out to our readers. Well, I mean, a cougar isn't necessarily married. Tell you what. Or isn't necessarily a mom. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, Just an older, older, uh, attractive woman. Like Sharon Stone might be a cougar, but Stifler's mom is a MILF because she's a mom. Wow, that was really well done, my friend. There we go. All right, give us another song. Okay, here's... I'm sorry to do this one. I know it's kind of obvious. Brian Adams, you owe us one. Summer of 69. You know, anything from Reckless would have been a great uh, summer song. Yeah, yes. Love that album. Um, that song actually reached number five. Did you know he actually had six songs from that from that album that charted that year? Really? Six. What was the highest? Heaven. I think Heaven was number one. Somebody somebody might have been number one. Uh, summer of 69. One, one night, night love affair. Name what movie that appears in. Real Genius. Yes. <laughs> But uh, it appears in the swimming scene. Uh, the uh, It's Only Love, his duet with Tina Turner, and the song Christmas Time, which I don't recall. I don't recall. Maybe that's on a bonus album or yeah. something. I don't, it might have just been a single. I really enjoy Brian Adams. He was on American Idol the other night looking just like George Michael, which you, is probably better news for Brian Adams than it is for George Michael. Do you think we can get Brian Adams on the show sometime? Absolutely. He's okay. got a new song or new album. I, I, I actually like the first two tracks on it. I reviewed it on the blog. It's great. It's It's a pretty good album. It's pretty good. You have a blog? Asshole. Anyway, number three on the list of the top five songs. You know, I don't know that song, Stephen Spears. Summer of Love by the B-52s, 1986, reaches number three on the dance charts. Doesn't really uh, chart anywhere on the top 40, though, and sadly enough. A catchy little ditty. Yeah, you don't hear people talk about this song much anymore. B-52s will be uh, touring this summer. They're on the uh, True Colors tour with Cyndi Lauper. And when they come to Ruth Eckerd Hall, you will be there. Backstage. I might come back and hang with you. That'd be fun. That'd be Can fun. you introduce me to some of your rock and roll friends? Cyndi Lauper would be a cougar. But probably not a MILF. God, really? this is great. I'd love to see some sort of like mathematical equation about this, though, Kate Steve. Pearson of the B-52s is probably a cougar. I don't think of her as a MILF. Wow. I'd still like to hear some readers explain this <laughs> to me, and I will read your explanations on the air next week. Yeah, I'm sure you will. That'll be in the special R-rated podcast. Give me another summer song. I'm hot. I'm going to give you one that uh, it's as cheesy of an 80s tune... As, as it gets, the very name invokes uh, Gouda. I give you Richard Marks and Endless Summer Nights.
You know, Stephen, I have a Richard Marks story. Ah, uh, do tell. And uh, maybe I've told this on the show before, but and I and I hinted to it earlier on. But uh, I actually drove Richard Marks in a courtesy van when I was a wacky bellboy at the Columbia Inn in probably 1994 in uh, Columbia, Maryland. And Richard Marks was staying there because Meriwether Post Pavilion was a big uh, concert venue nearby. And Richard Marks says, young man, young bellboy, ding, 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 can you take me to an exercise club? And I said, well, certainly, Richard Marks, I'd love to. And I'm thinking, man, Richard Marks. It's going to hit me up with a nice fat tip. Marksy. So he sits in front with me because he wants to be cool. You know, he sits in front in the courtesy van. And I was fine doing the chauffeur thing, you know. But he sits up front. And he was married to, and I, I, maybe he still is, to Cynthia Rhodes, who was in Staying Alive and she was in Dirty Dancing. And so he st- I asked about Swayze. And she was kind of, he says, you know, Cynthia was kind of making fun of Swayze a little bit, you know. And I was wondering if Richard Marks was, like, threatened by Swayze, threatened by Swayze's heat, you know, like his wife was flirting. But anyway, I drive Richard Marks out to this place that's like an hour away. I don't know why he couldn't find somewhere closer and why he has to go to this one particular um, exercise place. I should say that Richard Marks has a little teeny tiny body and an enormous parade float head with this incredible bouffant of hair. But he's wearing kind of like shorty shorts, you know? Richard Simmons type shorts? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like a, you know, a crappy gray top. So anyway, I drive him out there, then I drive back, and I basically, as soon as I get back, I gotta drive back out there, gonna pick up Richard Marks. He sits in front with me, and I'm kinda now, on the way back to the hotel, I'm starting to give him my spiel. You know, Spears? I'm saying, oh, Richard Marks, I just want to thank you. In college, I would, I would play your songs, and I'd, you know, to help me get the ladies. And Richard Marks is like, yeah, I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear, help out, brother. You know, fist knock, dun, 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 you know? And so we get back, and I, I scamper around in my incredibly tight bellboy outfit, you know? And I open the door for, for Mr. Richard Marks, and he's like, Sean, thanks, dude. And he you know, his hand goes out, and what comes out of his hand? This sweaty, crumpled up, like, $5 bill. All crumply and sweaty and gross. And I was like, Marks! $5? Yeah, I was thinking Marks was going to hit me up because, like, two days earlier, Barry Manilow tipped me, like, $95 for the loop. <laughs> for the loop. What the hell's the loop? I don't even want to know. The loop. What do you think about that? I think it's sad. You know, I think Richard Marks owes you an apology. Let's get him on the phone right now. If we get an interview with Richard Marks, I'm going to confront him about that. <laughs> you really? I bet we could get him on you the phone. You know what? And when I picked up Marks, he didn't even look sweaty. I don't even think he was working out. <laughs> Furious. <laughs> I love Endless Summer Nights as a song. And you know why I like it? It is perhaps the best, the best schmaltzy pop cheeseball song that you could possibly come up with in the eighties, in the late eighties. But yet, but yet, when you hear it for the first time, or if you if you heard it the first time in twenty five years, it's it's got this like it's like that first taste of ice cream when you're a twelve year old kid. You know, you're just like ah, refreshing. And then you realize this song kind of sucks. So the first time you hear it, it's it's delicious. I, I, I listened to it again last night for the first time in twenty years. Not, wow! No, no kidding. I mean, I heard it. I know it was like number two in the charts back in '88. I listened to it last night for the first time, and I'm thinking, I don't know this song. It just kind of sweeps over, and you're like, Ah, yes, 1988. It sounded good when I heard it just now. I love it, even though I'm still furious it. about getting kind of stiffed. Well, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to make it all better for you, Daily Buddy. I know. I see this one. Can I sing this one? Yeah, here we go. My favorite all-time top five song about the summer, Sean Daly. Summertime girls did it, did it. You make the whole world go round. 1985, Y&T, Summertime Girls. Dare I say, class. Yeah! You and I never agree on hair metal. You like that one, I huh? love Y&T. I love Y&T. And what movie does this appear in? One Crazy Summer. That, well, it might. Bah! But it also appears in the very same scene. The very same oh, no, real scene genius. of Real Genius that you hear One Night Love Affair. Damn it. Can you imagine Good that? one, Spears. What are the odds? Ah, uh, Y&T, where, where have you gone? Oh, I don't know. I don't even want to know. They've been around forever. Anyway, that's all we've got. We hope you all have a great summer. We're going to stay here. We're going to entertain you every single week, except for that one week when I'm in Vegas. Oh, I can't mm. wait to hear the stories from that one. The podcast will be uh, age-restricted. There will be a uh, breathalyzer test at the end of it. You're gearing up. August 2nd. Go, August to, go 2nd. to Vegas with Spearsy. Be fun. I can't go, but you go. All of you, go have fun. It'll be a great time. Anyway... In the meantime, we're going to leave you with a little bit more Y&T because, as Sean and I both know, you can never have enough summertime girls. Hey, we remain here, firmly stuck in the 80s. Woo! Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. To read our blog, go to blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. Email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.